0: pod 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 rugby pod
1: Hello and welcome along to the final rugby pod of the season. We'll round up all the action from the summer tours shortly and answer some of your big questions. But first, massive thank you to Budgie Smuggler. They're helping us out uh, with bringing the pod to you in June. There's still a chance to enter their amazing competition to find the UK's most ordinary rig. You could win one of three trips to Oz in October uh, to take on the Australians in the ashes of ordinary. All you need to do is post a picture of your ordinary rig in some Budgie Smugglers and add the hashtag ordinary rig uk to be in with the chance to win the women's range called smugglets is on sale now as well get it get it smugglets smugglets so get on to com to buy your smugglers and find all the competition details out there as well
0: what do you consider your rig as now
1: I'd say I've got a very good rig, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, good rigs, right? Have you seen any of Love Island?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm loving that. I'm watching Love Island and the... Literally every dude
2: on up. Love Island has got unbelievable rigs.
0: Mate, unbelievable. If, I, if
1: I took that copious amounts of steroids, I'd look like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Goody, you've been watching a bit of TV with your leg. What's happened to you? Oh, mate,
0: another week, another surgery. I've um, I've had my knee done. I've had an osteotomy on my knee. Oh, my God, I'm in pain. Have you got... Se- what do they I've call got, it when you swallow it? Is it sepsis? I think I've got gout in my leg.
2: Oh, my That's foot. Leg is swollen, ankle's swollen, Foot swollen. Mate, what's that scab? You've got like a scab. Mate, you look like the elephant man without the trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all talk about, you have your operation, they say, all right, here's some um, here's some laxatives, you know, take them. So I've been taking them, and it takes about four days post-surgery to do your first dump, shall we call it. Oh, my days. So you know when you go to as a bloke, you go. To, you always have a look, don't you? So you have a dump. Yeah, I don't you, know what it is. You always have a look and you go. yeah, That was quite impressive. Or yeah, yeah. Oh. anyway, I'm on the toilet the other day, thinking I am literally giving birth to a baby here out my ass. Yeah. Four days built up, and I, you know, I go to the bathroom regularly when I haven't had surgery. I'm sure you do. And I was in so much pain, I'm sweating on the toilet. I'm like, ah! Every bloke knows about this. That's had an operation, had surgery. Um, and I looked down. It was pathetic. I've gone through that much agony. I'm like, oh, is that it? Mate, be...
2: You've maybe got piles like me. Well, right?
0: okay. That's how it feels <laughs> when you have piles. <laughs> but I've, um, yeah, I've been on anti-inflammatories. I think they're having the opposite effect. You, be you've been on anti inflammatories <laughs> Anti-inflammatory. I think they gave me flammatories. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a tough few days. Miss has been a hero with the kids.
2: Miss has been a hero with the kids with the two nannies. <laughs> you've yeah. had a shave as well. Where's the beard gone, Yeah, I got rid of the beard. No, get it back. No, oh, it's going back. It's I, missed,
0: I, I shaved it off because I thought I'm not leaving the house for a week. I want to moisturise underneath on my. Skin gear and, yeah. and stuff and, and my missus so i shaved it off and she went who are you grow that fucking beard back now i either. bet
2: yeah. i bet. Mate, genuinely you look like you've got like tonsillitis or something
0: <laughs> but nay the knee the knee will be good soon i'll be coming out of retirement again i reckon you reckon it was the fella that played in the world cup was it for morocco 45 year old or something mate he, look at the look at the nick of him compared to you though <laughs> hey, we can get there as you said jim in the sick god we, yeah, can well, get there. we don't take drugs people true. please don't take drugs Man.
1: Jim, we've had people asking when the next episode of Rugby Explorer
2: is out. Mate, production and editing takes time. So it w- this week, I reckon, Wednesday. So Wednesday, Looking the, pod- forward to that. the podcast will be out Wednesday. Oh, Mate, it's good? Yeah, watch it naked in bed. Please do. There's a thought for you. Yeah, so there's a few topless shots of me in that. Oh, but really? you'll find that on rugbypass.com if you want to just follow my social media. Good plug. I'm getting more of a following. Like, I've, hey, yeah, I've got a cult following. But slowly building. Not like Goody, though. Goody's numbers are going up like at the rate of knots. I'm not surprised. The amount of fucking controversy you cause. Stop controversy, mate. You oh, just say yeah. what you see,
1: mate. You're literally just opening people up. Yeah. Can I read out a tweet that we've had from from some people about about your Twitter, Goody? Yeah. Uh, it's from Ryan Dando saying, "Winner Andy Goody Ryan, D- Ryan Ryan what? Dando. Dando. Yeah, he, he's, no, he's saying, <laughs> when's Andy Good and Mark Quedo getting in the ring, boys. I assume a catchment weights needed
2: before you answer that question, right? So I've screenshotted the conversation. I didn't say anything. Mate, shocked. I was shocked by what I'm, what I was seeing. Go on. So, so after, I, I, I've after, after I've, I've tweeted game. a video of Cipriani putting a kick through
0: and Farrell's uh, body language and what he's considered to have
1: done after the kick, as soon as he's kicked it. So, what's, well, he, what's he done? What's Farrell done?
0: Well, he's, he's turned around and he, as if to say, what the hell... He stormed off. He stormed off. His toys are out the pram everywhere. You can read into it however, however you want to read into it. Now... It's the sort of thing, and Jim and I, we've been in changing rooms where you have video reviews, and every week, the head analyst will pick out a couple of funny bits at the end, won't they? And they'll pick out something like the the video went round of you with your back. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. When Jim's walked around, he's touched about three rocks holding his back. And they're little funny snippets that people put into, analysts put into the, the video review on a Monday, don't they? And go, oh, just to... Light in the atmosphere. Whether you've won or lost, you always need something to bring you back down to ground and not have a laugh about something or put smiles on people's faces. And the amount of times that people put kicks in and someone's screaming or whatever, and then it turns out to be a good kick, then they high five and because it's great. That's what Farrell's done. So, so you, I've gone at that. No, I've, I've you, gone you've gone <laughs> at that
2: whilst lying on your back, like a, like a belly troll, like that. Yeah, but How <laughs> did you? I didn't even belly see out that <laughs> <laughs> Belly out everywhere. So you're lying it's, on you, your you back. You just got to have an
0: eye for things, in rugby. Gym. Mate, you
2: do. I mean, and you've got a great eye for things, yep. like you do. You have yep. a great eye. Um, so you've tweeted. Interesting to see at Owen Faz's reaction and body language to Danny Cipriani's awesome kick through for Johnny May's try. Dot, 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 dot. Hmm. So. Interesting. To, was it interesting to see? I just wanted people well, to see it. Well, you, you got a load more followers off the back of it. Yeah. So, Quakes, good friend of yours, yep. has come back. Mate, you're such a little bitch, mate. Dot, 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 dot. And then you've come back and said, huh, serious highbrow tweet there, our kid. You feeling all right or you've had a couple of beers again? P.S. It's your... He
0: spells it wrong mate if you're, yeah, gonna, if you're gonna abuse if you're gonna abuse someone, spell it right. Quakes
2: comes back. Shit comment, our kid. One thing looking like Stuart. <laughs> but you're starting to sound like him. Hashtag desperado. Andy Good comes back. I agree your comment was shit. You're embarrassing yourself on here, our kid. <laughs> Lay yeah. off the person. <laughs> so he's wrote, Bury your head, mate. Bury your head. Yeah, but he didn't say bury. Oh, he did say Barry. <laughs> 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 I thought it was Burry Town. Bury your head. <laughs> yeah, Barry. You'll it's... get there one day. Get where, kid? Question mark. Sorry, don't know. I wasn't allowed to make a comment on what happened in the game. Ha. So it's all getting a bit more light-hearted now. Ha. You've gone, kid. Get back on the corona corona. Time about coronas, can he? He's <laughs> pissed. I can tell you've had a few, son. Get back on the water. Ha-ha. Laters. Night, kid. Get yourself an early night.
0: Yeah, he's had a couple of beers. Quite. He's phoned me up and he's he's apologised. Uh, oh, has to be he? Honest. Yeah, yeah. He phoned me the next day. He's like, mate, I was a bit said I'd had a few. Well, I, so and he said he was wrong to tweet what he tweeted. And you know,
2: are you good mates with him still? Good mates, greats,
0: Yeah, yeah. Good mates. I, well, I don't believe what I've done is controversial. Owen Farrell as captain shouldn't react like that. So, but l- also, l- let's have Is he reacting like that because he's driving standards? As in he thought he saw something, he's demanding the ball. Uh, it's perfectly the right decision by Cipriani because there's actually a defender in between Sips and Farrell. So it would have been an intercept if he'd have passed it to Faz. But that just shows, you know, it shows the drive of Owen Farrell. Did he think it was the right decision at the time? No. Did it turn out to be the right decision? Yes. And as captain, that's the things. And, you know, you've, you've had a lot of fallouts with Owen Farrell. Mate, I mean, we,
2: Owen doesn't like I, I, me because I was shy. And <laughs> right, basically, exactly, there you well, go. this is what we said. Owen Owen's a 700 grand player, I'm a 500 grand player. Well, <laughs> I was back then. Um, this is what I like about you, Goody. I've said it before. You do
1: not give a shit.
2: No one else picked that up.
1: I'll just hit but you with another tweet on that uh, topic. and uh, It's from Doug Hall. Including Goody's tweet, there appeared to be a number of occasions when Farrell was getting into sips. Do you think there's an issue? Did you see that?
0: Uh, listen, when, when there's two big playmakers. Alphas. alphas. Two alphas, but fly, fly I'm, an, I'm an alpha. And, and this is the thing with Farrell playing 12, right? <laughs> He's the big voice. As a 10, you're the guy that makes the decisions calls all the shots, uses all the information around you. So what your scrum half's feeding you, what your forwards are saying, what you, you know, every winger in the game, every outside centre in the game is always just screaming for the ball, full-backs. They just want the ball because that's what they do. Yeah, Whether there's 14 players against them or there's a big open space, naturally, wingers generally want the ball all the time. So they'll be...
2: I, I, I always wanted the ball.
0: So uh, Jim. I <laughs> did. Every team you played for, they were like, don't give it Jim. We've got this new move. Don't give it Jim. Jim, just hit the ruck. Decoy. Jim, just hit the ruck. And this is so when you've got a ten and cipriani's very vocal, Farrell's very vocal, it can work very well, but when there's a bit of a- cl- I'm not saying there's a clash, but when there's one sees one thing and one sees the other, who's the boss um, now obviously, with George Ford and Owen Farrell when that worked, George Ford was the more subservient one uh in the relationship
2: oh as in yeah. my mate's game, basically he said I'd be the bear, which is like the alpha, so you're saying <laughs> Owen would be the bear <laughs> I don't believe there's an issue between them, but this is the the
0: thing between playing two tens in a team, two decision makers, and the same thing with Cyprian and Gopth when they're at Was together.
2: Same as Sexton and Farrell when they played yep. for the Lions. You yep. saw them speaking. Having, it's a good, having, it's a good having thing. Strong it's, words. It's
0: a good thing. But also with it, uh, do you know what, actually what I'm saying? I don't think Farrell should have reacted the way he reacted as captain. And you know, people have uh, accused him of being petulant. People have accused him of. Different stuff, he's a damn good player and he takes all the accolades. But you know, I know he ruffles a few feathers in every environment that he's in because he drives standards to be so high. And that the Saracens boys have said it as well, haven't they?
2: Mate, they have, and that's and that's what it is. He's he is that type of character, but Eddie Jones likes that he's type brilliant. of character.
0: Yeah. But this is the thing I've, I've written a piece for Rugby Pass, and you look at Joe Schmidt and how controlled he is, and how uh, he just you know, the only odd thing he does is bring his cats to training. Exactly. But he's very balanced in in all the press and everything. He's very balanced whether they're winning or losing.
2: Respectable.
0: Yeah. Doesn't throw uh, hand grenades into a a press conference, which Eddie Jones, I think he thinks, right, what am I going to say today that can cause a load of... Even, you know, even when England win, and you look at this, Cipriani played pretty well at the weekend, just did everything reasonably well without... It wasn't a game for him to light up in terms of his attacking play, but when it came to the crunch and he had one decision to make... To score to make an effect on the game he made it correct decision perfect pinpoint kick then eddie jones comes out and goes oh yeah you know cipriani's played pretty well but he'll be on the front page of the sun there's no need to say it i know why are you saying that you get to an end of a tour when you've you've lost the series 2-1 and he said oh you know eddie jones has come out and said yeah we're back on the horse we still lost five games six including the barbars previous to that and he's attacked this year he's attacked the irish what did he call them scummy or something
2: well, yeah, he did that in the Welsh. Speech. He said that
0: shitty little place yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, and it's you know it's oh, all about building. him.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's all, all about him now. it's called call it the bath owner,
0: yeah, he's, he said uh, Bruce Craig's the, the Donald Trump of rugby. You know, These are, f- th- are just are disrespectful. Them, yeah,
2: boys are fucking themselves up in training. We spoke about that as well. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's all mounting up. You judged and as a team, and you, you're a,
0: for me, you're a, a replica of the head leader, the head guy, the head coach, and that filters down and mirrors in, in team's performance. Look how controlled and composed Islander, Joe Schmidt, very similar. The All Blacks, similar under Steve Hansen. He doesn't say too much uh, controversially. Eddie Jones, he just goes in and uh, I think the RFU, the way England are going to get back on the horse properly, if you're the RFU, you're telling Eddie Jones, do you know what? Brilliant. You're our man. And people are talking about Eddie Jones getting sacked. I'd be load of crap. Eddie Jones is there to the World Cup, end of. Um, And then we'll see after the World Cup, whether that transition period that he's talking about, bringing someone else in, how that works. But Eddie Jones is our coach. And rightfully so, through to the World Cup. But you have to evolve as a coach and you have to change. When things aren't working, you can't just... you know, Someone from the RFU has got to say to him, Wind your neck in a bit. Andy Costlet, the chairman of the RFU, isn't he, I think, said yeah, I that
2: think Eddie he's Jones is yeah. going to have some questions to answer. Um, Do you think the first question will be, when he walks through the door, is Eddie... Are you okay <laughs> <laughs> or not? Do you think that a bit? Or do you think it'd be more serious than that, uh, Eddie? I, are you not okay? I think
1: it'd be, uh, I think it'd be a bit more serious. Okay, it, it, what, what do you think Eddie's answer would be if they said Eddie, are you yeah, okay? I'd yeah, I loving yeah. the challenge? I
2: eh? go motherfucker!
1: No, um, um. it's one
0: of them. You know, he he has to review with the coat with the the board, etc. And I, I think Andy Costlet said something about. Yeah, he said, I'm not giving them my unconditional support. I think he said something along the lines of, I'll only give that to my kids or something. And, you know, sports.
2: area, Andy. uh, Do you know your kids' names yet? Yeah, I do, mate. Go on, name them. Um... JJ is the oldest. Phoebe's birthday you know, today. Is it? Happy yeah, birthday, yeah, Phoebe. she's five. Yeah, what did you get there? Um, my <laughs> missus bought <her> something. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she having a party?
1: Um, well, oh, we did it on Sunday. Okay. What is, she, what is oh. she like? What would you What would you buy if we said go into Oxford Street now, buy her a prison, what would you buy
2: Some boxing gloves and a pint glass. <laughs> <I'm> saying? So,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Phoebe's birthday, so happy birthday, Phoebe. Yeah, Dad will be home right. at midnight.
0: <laughs> Eddie Jones has got to take a long, hard look at himself, how he handles himself in the media, win, lose, or draw, and try and get back to winning ways. But how do you get there? You've got to change yourself.
1: Is the pressure off from now that he's ended that losing streak?
0: Uh, pressure's always going to be on him because of the character that he is. Right. And because England rugby is, the, you know, that job. It demands. It, it demands high pressure. But th- there's never been a question of Sack Eddie Jones. People, have, people in the press that have said that are ludicrous.
2: But I could see. I I thought if they were going to lose it, I don't know if I text you or maybe text one of my other mates. Oh, you said you said uh, if England I, lose, I thought I, mate, we should attack. You should attack him. I, I genuinely think that. I thought if they went three nil down, <laughs> yeah, and they played the way they did in the Six Nations, twenty five players at home though, so, Jim.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have, well there you go, mate.
2: Over oh, the twenty five, oh, no. yeah,
1: there were ten players of the thirty that didn't even feature in the ga- in the in the whole series. Are you guys surprised by that, given that the World Cups you know, next year that he didn't use this tour um, in some ways to develop those players?
0: It depends which where you look at it. So Eddie Jones has got some players in, like a Nathan Earle um, and Ben Earle, who necessarily weren't going to play in the, t- in the test series, but he gets to look at them in training. So the question for me is, when you're taking certain players like that, he, my big bugbearer with Eddie Jones is he's always banging on about premiership form is nothing to do with international rugby. And whether a player's in form, you go into an international camp confident, but he's got to work both ways. So, if he's not considering Premiership form to be the be-all and end-all, but then if you're losing games and you're picking players that are going back to their Premiership clubs and performing poorly, then you still pick them for England. It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, you look at some players that haven't made the tour. Uh, you know, the best, the best story of the tour, or the two best stories of the tour, are um, Johnny May and his performances, um, and Tom Curry. You know, Tom Curry, they found him, he's given him a chance. And you, again, you go back to the World Cup in 2015 when Eddie Jones was Japan coach, hammering England in the press, in his columns, saying they haven't got an open side, Robshaw's not an open side, you need a fetcher. We've now found one uh, in Tom Curry, and by the way, his, his brother Ben's a decent player as well. They, they're twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, you've got twins. Do you no, know the names? Yeah, Have I, you I like the names yet? No, yeah, I haven't. No.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked after them for four days last week. Did you? Mrs. was in Greece. Did you get an Annie absolute again, breeze. No. Ab- head down, ab- absolute, mate. Absolute breeze. Head down. Well, head not, down. Not, head no, down. That's not what we spoke about. phone, I face? I face Absolutely fucked. <laughs> but it was one of them where Mrs. came back. I said, "Oh, she said oh, how was it?" I said, "It's fine. No Quite, problem. Quite, no was problem. Was problem stop moaning. What? You're, it's an absolute breeze." And then you
0: said to her, "How was Greece? And She went, "Yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah just, it was good.
2: Really quiet. It was good." I said, "Oh, good. she's out there every night." I was like, can I have a can have a cuddle?" no, no, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Well, what's it? Who the fuck is Leroy <laughs> 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 on the phone? So yeah. yeah, so I've got a couple of green cars now. Oh, so nice. Vegas, Ibe going to New York next week. You are, aren't you? Yeah, just got a few meetings for rugby pass. Just yeah, definitely got to go. Big Jim t- and the Big Apple.
1: You touched yeah. on Johnny May before. Um, five tries and five tests. Like, how impressive is he as a winger? Now as he increases game? He used to be just the guy with out and out speed. Is he more than that now?
0: Yeah, he I, he's definitely a more rounded player um, in terms of. He used to be just considered jet shoes. That's it. He, he was a space cadet that got the ball. He didn't know where he was running or what he was doing. But now I, I think you know his work off the ball and, and defensive work as well. You, you saw when South Africa made the breakthrough and, and put a kick through. It looked like they were going to score. And he ends up running behind his posts under six style. And then he gets the kick away, and Stuart Barnes goes, Oh, I thought he could have done a bit better with that kick. He's just ran 70 metres. Mate, you are Stuart
2: Barnes. Oh, like, me. mate, you fuck. are. You are, mate. Hashtag Stu. Um, <laughs> so Brown, obviously on the wing. Oh, he didn't even play wing, did he? He was at fullback the oh, whole game. Yeah, yeah. Again, Eddie
0: Jones, just if you're going to play him at fullback, give him the number 15, just jersey.
2: This is what I don't get. So Ashton as well. Is, he, is he coming home? I reckon he's so. Coming well, he, he's coming home. He's coming home. Wiggins coming home. He. So, basically, it got released on Rugby Pass that he was leaving. I have no idea where that came from, but he thought it was me. So, he's rang me up, yeah. giving it the big big one, giving it loads. Oh, mate, what are you saying that for, mate? I'm like, what are you on about, mate? And he's like, you're releasing that, mate. And I said, I don't run the Rugby Pass website. Well, yeah. For him to ring me, there must be something in it. Yeah, There must be. Well, it's interesting, I,
0: you know, whether he, he's doing it because... He wants to play for England. Whether he's doing it because he didn't settle that well, the family didn't settle that well,
2: or he wants more money at Toulon. Smart,
0: yeah, or, smart. Yeah, there we go. We get him on here. Yeah, get him on here. And his contract to go because Toulon have actually come out and said this is not true about Chris Ashton. He actually wants to sign for an extra couple of years. This is so smart. So he's, you know, it could be anything. Could be he wants to come home. Could be his family want to be back in Wigan or back in England. Who knows? Or he certainly settled on the field because he played off of Andriyandrera to over, Now they've signed Julian Savva. Oh, I mean. What a back line.
2: If you um, can't do something with that, mate, you may as well go home. Well, he did, didn't he? Go to you. So, can you see Ashley back in the Premiership next year, ahead of the World Cup? I uh, can. Yes, I've said uh, it. I can. I can. Okay, let's say,
1: let's say he is back in the Premiership. Is he back in the England squad?
2: Yes. And I think that that's a reason why. One of the reasons why. I think he's looking at it. He's an absolute blinder. He's tore England to shreds. Eddie, are you okay? And him are on the pitch. Ashley's like, I'm 31, 32. Last chance, hurrah. Get back, get a big deal. Got a decent wedge at Toulon.
1: I reckon he'll be back. There's no
0: smoke without fire, is there? So. No, they're right.
1: He- We'll take a look at back at last weekend's action and do an end of June report for Ireland, Scotland, Wales and others shortly. But we'll start with England and we've got a very special guest on the line. Jamie, George, how are you, mate? How are you, mate? I'm good.
2: Jenks, thanks for coming back on. Are you at the buffet now or not?
1: Jim,
3: no buffet, mate. No
1: buffet.
2: Straight holiday mode, uh, though.
3: Yeah, I'm having
1: lager, yeah. Jamie, not the, the way you um, wanted the, the tour to go in South Africa, but um, not a bad finish to the to the June internationals for you guys?
3: Yeah, it wasn't bad. I actually didn't think we were too far away in a couple of the other games. That was probably the most frustrating thing was that I mean, we just let it slip individual errors discipline it just absolutely killed us so the way that we bounced back I thought we defended really well in that last game and discipline wise I think we only gave away six penalties or something like that which is a lot better
2: uh, Jamie it was better in the in the third test and Matt as, as we know and as you probably know for us it's a lot easier watching the games and being critical in the media and stuff like that so down in South Africa did you guys feel any of the pressure from the media was anything spoken about or is Eddie very good at shielding all the players and, and other staff away from that
3: yeah Eddie's very good at that, and so was Owen. Um, I think the best, you know, the the key sign for us was uh, how well we responded to that. And and, uh, do you know what? We actually had a great time off the field. So, you know, as much as we knew that we were under pressure, there was a responsibility that we didn't let it get to us. And actually, I thought we did that really well, and... Managed to get through in the
0: end, and what, what sort of stuff were you doing off the field, mate? Because I know you're down staying at Inham Schlanger where I used to live. Uh, there's a Hooters just up the road from the hotel, isn't there? That you're at. Uh, what sort of stuff were the boys doing uh, off the field? You,
3: you, you've been to Hooters a
0: couple of times, have you? Oh, mate, well, I lived there, didn't I? When to play for the Sharks back in 2010, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah.
3: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
0: probably still talking did about me, are they, or not? Oh,
3: man, I did, we didn't go. Oh, we didn't go, no. Um, unfortunately not. No, mate, I, uh, so I actually got put as uh, myself and Elliot Daly head of the social committee, so there was a lot of pressure on us. Um, but I thought we managed to, to pull it out of the bag. We had one stinker. We sent the boys down as one of the options to swim with sharks in, uh, in this like, marine centre whilst we were all on the golf course, and uh, it was closed, which was a bit of a stinker. <laughs> we got a big fine for that. But other than that, mate, just out and about, coffees and, and, the, and whatnot. Umschlanga's a great spot.
2: Uh, good stuff. And Jinx, um, a little bit on uh, Scullabrits. Was it a bit weird going up against him at the weekend? I mean, yeah, were, were you surprised? Yeah. I, I were not I suppose yeah. you know what it's like.
3: Yeah, no. I, was, I mean, so he uh, he gave me a text on the Sunday after the first test, just saying, "I think I'm going to be playing against you on the third test," um, which was a bit of a surprise at first. But actually, yeah, it was it was it was very weird him coming on and like obviously hooker wise. Very confrontational position. You're head to head with the other bloke, quite literally. So uh, yeah, it was a bit weird, but I was pretty happy when we got that scrum pen at the end. It just sort of sent one into them, you
0: know. <laughs> no, and obviously celebrating the victory after the game down in Cape Town. Cape Town's a wonderful place. What did you get up to after the game? And you know, did Scala get involved with any of your drinks? Was it a bit of a Saracens gig? Is he is he playing on? Have you got any rumours on? Is he going to come out of retirement again fully, or, or what's happening?
3: Yeah, so after the game we had a we had a function with with the. Springbok boys which is actually great it was proper old school function we we end up meeting up with the with the Springbok boys again and then uh yes yeah, go sculler i mean his head is all over the place at the minute i really don't know what he's going to do
2: <laughs> so uh, there could be that... a chance he could be back
3: <laughs> well mate i think so well i know that um the head coach is a Ra- Rassi Erasmus i think wants him to play on so uh i don't i mean he his head is all over the place i know he wants to go to cambridge so that'll be something he's got the, his offer there. So I know that he he does want to definitely do that. So I'm not sure. Can you play for Inbridge and South Africa? I'm not, I don't really know. <laughs> he
0: could do anything, that bloke.
3: I'm sure he could, yeah. Uh, be
2: right. Jinx, just a little bit on you. It's been a long all season. It's been an amazing season when you actually think about it. I don't know if you've had time to, time to reflect, but something like 37 games in the past year. How's the body holding up now? Are you looking forward to an extended holiday? Are you going to get
3: one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have got five weeks off now. It, ha- it has been a long season, Jim. Like with the with the storm going on till August time, you don't get a huge, with a huge amount of time off. So uh, it's going to be nice for us now to have five weeks. Make sure I make the most of that five weeks. We've got got Owen Farrell stag due on Thursday, which is going to be an interesting one. Um, where's that where's the stag uh, Havar it is mate did you not get
2: the invite uh, no Jim didn't yeah no, I, I did no. I got one mate I got one I just can't
0: go yeah of
3: course, it is. <laughs> of course yeah, you did know. Good,
2: it's a shame man. <laughs> poor kid so what you're on a stag do
0: to Havar then any, any holidays yourself planned obviously top, yeah, tops thought, off somewhere got, surely
3: yeah I've got to get the rig out somewhere mate you know how it is <laughs> mate, brown, <laughs> w- brown fat looks better than white fat it you certainly know? does mate it, it does. certainly does uh,
2: but what are the lads are going is Faz taking a tribe of lads with him is all the England squad going or is it Now, there's 13 there's
3: 13 lads going there's Quite a few of the Sarries lads. Uh, Elliot Daly, probably the only non sarries lad, I think. Really? can't come. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. others: L- Lazowski, Wiggy, those boys. 40s. 40 going? going? Tri- 40? No, 40's not going, no.
1: Jim Hamilton, is he going? Is he?
3: Well, well, I told Jim, you I can't go. I can't go. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you could go, Jim. Yeah, that'd be your vibe, that.
2: Right, exactly. I can't, I can't drink. I can't drink at all, mate. Um... But let's just talk a little bit lastly on your physio business that you've set up. Obviously, know a little bit more about it, but tell the, the millions of listeners that, that, that we've got on here, what it's all about.
3: Uh, yeah, I set up a, a physio clinic with a, my, best, my best mate's brother from school. Um, we set it up about three months ago now. So effectively, what it's trying to provide is a, the sort of level of care that we had as professional sportsmen to the general public because the, the majority of high street physio clinics now are, are pretty terrible. And to be honest... That most of them only run as purely treatment-based and then they'll you know the major, you know how it is with with injuries the majority of getting better is actually rehab getting in the gym sorting yourself out and we have all that facilities under one roof so we've got a, a tailor made rehab gym there so our physio will take them through the treatment process then they will take them through the rehab process we've got a personal trainer there um who you then will hook up with and and work with him and uh we're sort of trying to Generate everything in under one roof, so it's almost like a one-stop shop. Um, you know, we've got counselors there, we've got psychologists, we've got reflexologists. We run Pilates classes. You know, so it's not just a, a physio clinic as such, but more of a multi-medical facility. Oh good, mate, I've, good, ju- I've yeah. just
0: had a couple of operations, mate. So there's got to be something for me, hasn't there? You do, do a bit of liposuction Any, there as well. you and...
3: need, mate, it's on me.
0: <laughs> oh wow, you heard that here you first. You heard it here
2: first. You've Please, it here, yeah. you'll be helping a man that's on his way out. To <laughs> tell you that, mate, <laughs> by helping Goody. Thank you
1: so much, mate. <laughs> Thank you. And and how do we uh, find out more about this? And where can we find it? You got a website or, uh, or a way to get yeah, a hold yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah. So
3: um, the physio clinic is called Carter and George. So our Instagram and Twitter handles are at Carter and George, uh, or www.carterandgeorge.co.uk. So, yeah, you'll be able to find us there. We're based in, in Hertford, uh, just outside uh, just outside of London, north of London. So, anyone in the area, we'd be very happy to have you.
2: Well, make sure you've oh, got I'm security coming. on the door, mate, because the masses are going to be coming in now with the millions of followers we've got, Jinx. Huge. Thanks for that, buddy. <laughs>
1: Thank you very Thanks, much uh, for your time, mate.
0: Enjoy the cheers, stay. Mate. Enjoy your holidays, pal. Will do, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Oh, my What a ledge. What He's a just ledge. offered me complete free... Physio, personal training. What else? Massage, yeah, Pilates.
2: But, but he's feeling like it's he, all on him. No, but he's helping out. Basically, you're like a, a, knocking on a dead. Door. Do- yeah, you're like a dead dog. That basically, <laughs> I'm not like a dead dog because I'm still breathing. But well, you know. well, like uh, a, a dying dog. Sorry, yeah, you're like a dying dog. I actually think there's no man that I've ever been this close to that needs more help than you. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie, George, Carter, and George, get it. Carter and get George, get it. Get it. Yep. Smart that. Do you reckon he's serious? Like, let me. Have it all free. No, I reckon you get a discount, mate. You don't need it free, mate. You've mm. bloody loaded. No, but, you know, nothing's it's cheaper not, than free, is it? No, it's not all about free. Well, he just said it's all on him. Yeah, he did yeah, say that, actually. To me, that's a binding contract. I don't know whether he thought about all the weight he's exactly. Yeah, on him. Yeah, Maybe he sees
0: himself in me. But there's, there, I love Jamie George in terms of, you look at him and you don't think, natural athlete. But he puts it in, game after game, 37 games in a year. He's played a lot. Yeah, and he's, he's fit as a fiddle. Like I spoke to some of the Sarries lads as well. Don't mate, he? he's quality. Yeah, he's fit in the gym. Works hard. Some, you know, genetically, some people, some of us, we just don't have it. So you, he's put a a hooker we work though. hard. He's a hooker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter, mate. This day and age, different. hookers are as fit as bags. Yeah.
2: Um, I actually personally think he's played too many games. I think you look at Jamie George on the Lions. Yeah, and I'm not saying he wasn't as good as he was on the Lions, but. I think that you th- you think at 37 games in in yeah. the front row. As he well. was
1: influencing games and in, in, oh, in mate, the, he was the huge Lions. he yeah. was huge
2: and the f- his form going into that was exceptional. Um and I just don't think for any young man in that position you can be expected both mentally and physically to play that many yeah. games. Uh,
0: that's the hard thing isn't it? So it's about right to play. I reckon 30 games is about right a year, isn't it?
2: it uh, say, top end. Yeah, all right. Top end. Probably a bit much. but Yeah, it's
0: probably is a bit much to be for. 25 maybe. But yeah, then I think 25. You get towards the end of a season and then all the big games come.
2: Yeah.
0: Um So it's difficult. And it's that balance again. At, and you go back to talking about Ireland and yeah. the balance between the clubs in the in England playing their players as much as they have to because, end of the day, they're, they're their assets. And then, obviously, Jamie's been fit all year as well in terms of no injuries. Wants to play regularly. Wants to play week in week out. He has been rotated a lot with Saracens in terms of his minutes played, which is a good thing. But you know, you ask him, does he want to go on a three match tour and play every game? Of course, he does. Even though he's played previously he thirty horse. four games before that. So but anyway, England England are back on the horse.
1: They're back on the horse. Right, so
0: is Scotland. So, of Scotland. so of Scotland. Do you
1: mate. want to go on to Scotland now or do you want to go into Ireland? Let, well
0: let's go back a week, shall we? Well what we, mate, the Scotland let's talk are on about the horse, Scotland. Mate. Argentina. Let's talk about Scotland. Yeah, they what put happened put f- fifty it? points on Argentina? You lost to the USA. What happened, Jim?
1: What happened to the USA, what mate? What, what happened lost to the USA? But, but that's
0: old news. So, well, like, well it's not yeah. old news. It's we haven't done a podcast since you lost to the USA. The USA, the first tier one nation they beat is Scotland.
2: Mate, they did and they played bloody well as well. Bloody Three yeah. South Gary South Gold Islanders. effects
0: Gary Gold, very good coach.
2: Yeah, they had a 12 the there, I can't think of his name. Unit, absolute Absolutely, from and the NFL. Came from, yeah, came from American football, didn't he? Yeah, and the hooker as well. Um, absolute beast mode. Made yeah. the, I was well impressed with the US. Well, they're in England's group in the World Cup, aren't they? And So what are you saying? You're saying the US just <laughs> saying that, <laughs> that Well, I'm just saying that
0: improvement in USA makes what... A couple of years ago, you'd look at it and go, "Well, that's a guaranteed win
2: for England." Mate, this is not about England. This is again, about yeah, Scotland. Yeah, so Scotland lost R- to Scotland lost to the USA. Mate, I a couple of young lads on tour. Adam Hastings played ten. Yeah, and then a lost week later, as well. George Horne as well. So the young scrum half. I'm horny. He's gone back. Horny, horny, horny. horny, horny. horny. Uh, yeah. So his brothers, Pete Horn. Yeah. But then two against the Argies at the weekend were exceptional. Alan yep. Hastings. I mean, everything was on the front foot. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched a worse team. Than Argentina in Did terms of. you watch of,
0: yourself play for Scotland when you play for Scotland? No, I, I don't. Man, I never okay, look. Like, yeah, I don't, never look back. myself.
2: a different man now. But you look at that Argentina team. It was it was a joke. It, look, it looked like it could have been hundred points.
0: Hocade's left, doesn't he? that was his
2: last game. I don't think he went, even went in the changing room half time when it was thirty nil or something yeah. or something ridiculous like that. But mate, you've got to talk about Scotland. They were. Good.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, You know, I know Argentina have been pretty poor recently, but still a tough place to go, and they'd have been hurting. The Argers after losing to Wales last week as well. And the football. Yeah, I mean, it's great, it's great result for Scotland. And again, it shows a bit more depth for Gregor Townsend. People question the depth. You know, when Scotland have got their top, top team out, they are bloody good. And I won't say that too often. But everyone questioned their depth. Now, during the Six Nations, that depth got tested, didn't it? Yeah, And they performed exceptionally well. Beat England comfortably as well. But then they uh, sure uh,
2: struggle to back it up
3: after.
0: Yeah, But they? then they've but... gone to... But it's classic Scotland, isn't it? They've gone to uh, what should be seen as a... A relatively easy tour, um, and expecting the toughest game probably should have been Argentina, but it wasn't. They lost to the USA the week before, then that's given them a bit of a rocket, uh, and they were, you know, they were fabulous against Argentina, weren't they? Yeah, the they were offloading class. game, um, and it's interesting now. You know, we Scotland are in a very good position. Gregor Townsend again has found out a lot about the depth of his squad, and in certain players, certain positions. Um, you know, leading into a World Cup, it's exactly what we want. Same with Wales when they went away. They rested a few and they rotated quite a bit and they've got some serious depth now.
2: Wales always surprised me. Mm. Always. And this is why I do, I'm do. i a big fan of Gatland. Yep. Mate, like we said, makes the big calls or whatever. Does it under the radar. He just no, It sounds ridiculous. Mate, he knows what he's doing. He does. He does. He knows exactly what he's doing. Rides the media well. Does all that. Takes all, everything on himself. See so,
1: do you think do you think Gatlin was right to say that Wales and England are poles apart in their rugby World Cup preparations?
2: Oh, I think they are. I think he's stating state the obvious, isn't he? Or not? Um, I mean,
0: I mean, let's be honest. We've gone to South Africa, which you can't compare against South Africa on tour to going to Argentina. And you know, they, I know they played South Africa. They played South Africa in second team in Washington or wherever it was, yeah, and then they played dive, they played back to back Argentina um, and beat them both times. But we've gone to South Africa when. Playing South Africa, in South Africa at uh, altitude. And again, Eddie Jones, that's where he's made the mistake of, of not training at altitude. But it's a very different... You know, he,
2: he talks about being poles apart. I don't necessarily think he means on the pitch. I think he means everything in terms of the squad, in terms of the momentum. Who have England got in the autumn?
0: Oh, my days. First game, South Africa. Mate, exactly. So, Second game, New Zealand. Exactly. Third game, Japan. Definitely so, win.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Fourth then you, game, Australia. So you look at it in terms of... Where Wales are off the back of that six nations, quietly did well. They've had an easy tour, they've blooded some players, they've got players to come back into the team. Yeah. I think they're in a much better position. Whether whether or not that makes a difference, but his quote in saying that yeah. is true. But here's the thing, fifteen
0: months in we're fifteen months out from the World Cup. And fifteen months ago, England were number two team in the world. Mm. Yeah, you know, a lot can happen in that year. And uh, the wheels have seriously come off England and slowly other teams have gained a lot of momentum. So Ireland, phenomenal.
2: Ireland are the number one. Contenders, contenders to take down New Zealand. I think they have to be.
0: And you know, a year in rugby, a week in rugby is a long, long time. So you know, we're 15 months out from the World Cup. There's no panic from England. We've had a bad spell, but again, it's all about how we react. And and Scotland and and Ireland and Wales have all built their momentum going forward.
1: France might not be performing that well. Um, The French are getting bent over by referees, left, right, and centre, aren't they? The refereeing and that series, the All Black series. What do you mean? Shocking, shocking. John,
0: John Lacey. (laughs) who's actually a very good bloke but <laughs> it
1: doesn't matter no
2: no no but I'm a great bloke but the, I'm sure. to McKinsey rub it try. yeah letter
0: happen? of the law he doesn't have to pull it back no in the in the law what does it say if a player is blocked
2: by the referee then you you can't order the try or you, you you give a scrum it doesn't matter it's empathy though isn't it i know i understand that Mate, so Surely, absolutely so absolute, absolute, so next time blitz him in the back so is that so it's next time he blocks someone blitz. someone absolutely blitz the back <laughs> then you get back. there you go the but yeah
0: for for the naked eye and for someone to look at it, everyone's going, you should just reset the scrum or, or have a scrum in the position where he obstructed the defender. Give the ball to the All Blacks.
2: And no one would ask any questions. No. He's made, do you think, by the law book, the right decision. by well, the law book's made him look like an that's absolute sea bomb. Do you think if that was a World
1: Cup uh, knockout match or the third test of the Lions, do you think he would have given that try? I don't, no, it's a, I I don't, don't know. That's a good point. It's a great point. I don't point, think
0: but, he would. You know, had that been an, an All Black attacker it's crossing, it's a penalty. And John Lacey, bottom line is, it, that should never have been a try.
2: I mean, it does happen quite a lot if you look at it. Players do... and, and we're We were referees. We were coached. Yeah. We were coached to run at the referee. You know, you run them short lines against the grain of of play where the referees usually stand in. And because it's done a little bit more subtly or closer to the ruck, you can get away with it. But yeah. that one was blatant open play. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, it was just crazy. It didn't affect the result, let's be honest. But the, the
0: French have been... Absolutely bent over backwards by referees in their series against the All Blacks. And yeah, well yet again, yeah. the
1: All Blacks get every call, don't they, by the refs? <laughs> Anton White has tweeted in, it's the standard of refereeing dropping, or are there just too many interpretations of the laws now in modern rugby? Well, it's interesting you say that, because, it, I mean, we're talking about referees and
2: we've spoken about referees for the last few weeks, but generally, on these tours, they rest the big guns, don't they? So Nigel Owens isn't there, Wayne Barnes isn't on tour, and they try and blood guys. I know John Lacey's obviously an experienced referee. Yeah. Um, well, look, Luke Pearce did the first test, didn't he? I say Luke, and, uh, Luke, uh, Luke... That's his biggest test ever. Well, that's where the decision came in with the high tackle that we yeah. were talking about, wasn't it, with, uh, with Kane? Yeah. And it's
0: all about consistencies, right? So the whole thing, you go back to the Benjamin Fowle incident a couple of weeks ago where Anton Leonard-Brown gives him a little nudge. And some people are saying, well, he still got, got in there and, and not had a care of duty for the player a week later... Uh, Israel Folau, Folau yeah. with, with Peter Omani and now Folau's been cited for a, the same sort of incident but a different one from a kickoff uh, earlier in the game and uh, you know, then there's the argument of Standard his role in it with the one-man lift and I've got no doubt about it Israel Folau's hand is on the torso rib area of Peter Omani uh, and does give him a slight tug which means he ends up landing awfully and, and Omani's gone off for the rest of the game which could have had a big impact uh, you know, I think they've probably got that one right with a yellow card, but it's just interpretation. And yeah, you're right. Maybe so, that see, question what, is... This
2: is what I mean. I don't think it's a yellow card, right? Which one? Flowers. I either think don't it, think it's I, yellow I, card. No, I either think it's nothing or it's a red card. But where does he land? He lands on his back. Mate, he la- but he, how bad does he land? It's, yeah. yeah, he lands on his back, but, that's the, that's, but with that's, the force.
0: But that's the issue, though, because he's landing on his back. It's, it's deemed a yellow card. Oh, okay. Had he landed on his head or his neck, it's a red. I, but I, they, I d- they should be able to have a bit of empathy. I think, um, and that's maybe the, you know, something that World Rugby need to come out with uh, you know, a couple of statements, maybe some little changes to laws to say, do you know what, actually, we need some empathy with certain situations. Um, you can see when someone's deliberately taking someone out. Yeah. There's a difference between that and you just badly timed it. Mm. So you um, think
2: flowers is a yellow? 100%.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Let's look at that game and, and obviously the positives in, in Ireland. Like, how, how impressed with you go- uh, were you guys with Ireland?
0: Very systematically, the way they play, they are so comfortable, one to 15, with their individual roles, aren't they? And yeah, ha- we always speak about it yeah. now. So well coached, and you know you compare England to Ireland, and I'm not bringing it always back to England. But oh, you do, you do. <laughs> well, I do, I do. But look at the stability that Ireland have got within their coaching setup.
2: And you spoke about that on your column. I did. Uh, you know, A rugby pass, rugby I, read pass. I read it. I read it on the train. Happy with that? Yeah, I liked it. Mate. Yeah. It's true. All true, mate. What you say is all true. The truth. You just you can't handle, handle the you truth. You just, do you just do it with arrogance and controversy, which <laughs> we love. That's what we do. I just tell the truth. Boys. You do, mate. You um, can't handle the truth.
0: Yeah. You know, England's coaching structure, defence coach Paul Gustav, gone. Scott Mantle was on a short-term role. Is he going to be full-time? Rumours are that Steve Borthwick put his hat in the ring for Ulster, and he yeah. was trying to jump ship as well. Not jump ship, know. but maybe have a better opportunity for himself, which, year out from a World Cup. Um, you know, we've basically got three coaches at the minute. We've Is got it, Eddie Jones, sweet. Neil Hatley, and Steve Borthwick. Whereas Ireland, with Farrell, with Easterby, under Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt's the best coach in the world, I reckon. Yeah. He's he's destined to be the All Blacks coach at some point. I isn't think
1: it? that's what's going to happen. Twenty nineteen gone. Do you think do you think Ireland um, got more out of their um, June internationals through their rotation that um, maybe England didn't? Yeah, listen. That, no doubt,
0: Ireland have had the best summer tour. Well,
1: they've had the best year, haven't they?
0: Yeah. Even though they lost the first test, they have won the series over in Australia. Out of all the home nations, Ireland comfortably have had the best summer tour, and that's the progression. And what are they fourteen out of fifteen games they've they've. Imagine if they had who, gone who, football. Who beat them? Who beat them last? Australia. Okay. I think they've won 14 out of their last 15 games, Ireland. Now, you, you know, England made this big who horrible Oh, d- all right. E- what's
2: happened with England? E- e-
0: equal in 18. Tell us about e- England. Well, the record you? was 18, wasn't it? Now, is somewhere inside... Joe Schmidt is he thinking? Oh, I wish I wish I hadn't have done that, and we could have no, perhaps won three 0 no. But he, I don't think he, he's bothered about that. I think, do you
2: not know, think it's great that they lost and they come back and they're hungrier? Yeah. They, they won it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean Ireland in a great place. You know those boys will get a long summer off now, whereas the English boys will get five weeks off and straight back into the prem.
1: Should we have a quick look at social media? We've already dripped yeah. a few in, but we'll, um, a couple of quick ones. Um, Brian Hughes has tweeted in. No, usually. He wants to know um, who your world player of the year is. Oh, world player of the year, Furlong. Yeah, furlongs, it's got
0: to come from, it has to come from someone from Ireland, really, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, or, I mean, or New Zealand. Ireland and New Zealand are the best too. And New Zealand have been, for their level, up and down a bit, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they haven't played that much, have they, really, since. Mm. Sexton. Mate, that drop goal.
2: True. Against
0: mm. the True. French. That was big. Was a standout moment in terms of, He did not do that, they don't win the Grand Slam. I know you can pick out loads of different instances, but all the pressure on that kick.
2: Um, Tide furlong, seven, Sexton.
0: What about James Ryan?
2: James Ryan as oh. well. We nearly got Tig Furlong on today, but he's yeah. in Vegas. Is he? Yeah, he's at the Blagio. Of course he's in the suite, so we couldn't get him on. Imagine that. He said he'd be absolute steamboat. Do you remember those days? No. I,
0: I never, never went. Finish the season, go to Vegas? No.
2: Oh, good times.
1: Matt Edwards has tweeted in. He's asked, apart from Goody, who do you remember coming back to pre-season in the worst shape compared to... To the end of the last season,
0: Matt Edwards, what a Judas! Don't even know him. This is yeah. the thing. I'm gonna take things personally now on social media.
1: But why? But mate, you're
2: the man. Who, you're, you're the you're the belly troll who lies <laughs> on your back, mate. <laughs> like tweeting stuff.
1: Uh, who's 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 put on the work most weight? Who's gone pear shaped over the, the off season?
2: Pear shaped, mate. I love it. I love these innuendos. Um, Ashley Johnson always had a good go. Did he? Yeah, mate. What's happened to Ashley Johnson then? So he got maybe back start the season. So he got. Uh, there's a
0: misunderstanding, I think. Really, with there was a drugs test to do with. And he took some fat-burning pills or something that weren't. There was something in legit. there. Legit, yeah.
2: They weren't legit. I think.
0: Hopefully, he'll be back at the start of
2: the season. I don't yeah. know. How um, Will Scouton turned up for his second stint for Sarri. Something like twenty kgs over. I don't know what. I don't 20 know.
1: Twenty kgs the, heavier than he was.
2: Yeah, th- when he was here before. So what was it?
1: One fifty, sixty, seventy. Yeah, one sixty.
2: One sixty. One sixty. One sixty clicks. Yeah, horrendous shape. I mean, he's a big man anyway. <laughs> he's six foot nine. He's a unit. 20, Twenty-one stone. Uh, but it wow. is it is funny, like, you go in, like, the first... Well, especially now. Like Freddie Burns was talking about, actually, on the live show, whereas so some teams now, they finish the season, they'll stay in for two weeks to train. I don't know why. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. That's what Leicester did. I think Matty O'Connor hoped that they... <laughs> Got to the final of the prem and therefore was he's going back to your, Australia. He <laughs> booked his holidays at a different time. <laughs> isn't exactly. Um, so two weeks, then they have a few, couple of weeks off. Then they come back for fat testing. And if you've not, if you're not in certain limits or whatever, yeah, you have have to stay, levels. Yeah, you have to stay in, or you've got to come in early for training. But all you get.
0: So Fred, I think Freddie's one. He said he, he had to get to a certain level of millimeters or percentage, whatever it was. Uh, so he had his holiday, and then he came back in, got tested, and if he was under. He had another week off, and if he was over, you're in six o'clock every morning. Shag off you go. I'd be fucked every pre season, but I watched, you know, I did
2: 17 pre seasons, watched all of them. Didn't
0: make a difference, or, or 18. But like, this is the thing, I skipped the
2: 18th one, but you're struggling now, aren't you? Like, you look at me, I'm not struggling. Like, I'm out there, <laughs> I'm out <laughs> there, I've had my knee up. I'll be fit as a fiddle. I'm out there, I'm running, I'm cycling, I'm doing weights. How's your back? I'm Iron man? You... I'm Iron man standard fitness,
0: uh, and that is the thing. So, professional rugby players, um, you put your body on the line for how many years I mean I played at 18 years Jim how many do you play for? 16 mm. um, but then you get to the end of your career your contract ends on the 30th of June of that last year so a year ago pretty much the day Jim your contract was ending yep. if you end with an injury then obviously you get a little bit looked after but then you go out into the real world and from you know you have no physio this is where Jamie George's company comes in and he offers Carter me George.com. yeah Carter and George comes in and offers me free physio for life that's what I heard. Yeah, um, It's all on Jamie George. But then, you know, at some point I was chatting to a, another player who will remain anonymous the other day, ex-player. He's like, mate, I reckon I'm a year away from having a hip, hip replacement just from rugby. Um, and who's paying for that? No, that?
1: That's the thing. NHS. That's the thing, you, you know. Do you think you'll need a hip replacement Definitely. at some point? No, I've, I've
0: had my knee done to prevent a knee replacement, hopefully. I've got to have my ankle done at some point, other ankle. You've got to have your other ankle yeah. done? Sweet Mary, to prevent arthritis developing further in that ankle, and then I'll be I'll be running marathons. But once. this is what I
2: mean. Again, like we talk about it, and we're at the end of the season. We're at the end of the show. I want to see Andy Good come back next season, lean, mean, fighting machine. Oh, I'll fight you, Jim. But Do you know me. what I mean? Just looking, just looking better, <laughs> just a better looking version.
1: Matt Roberts has tweeted, and what's Andy's biggest weight gain in the off season? Uh,
2: I
0: reckon it was about eight kegs, eight kilos. Seven or eight kilos. Wait, was that
1: Lester days? Was
0: that
2: alcohol?
1: Oh, that was food. I lived in, every, I lived in America for about four weeks. Oh, did you? Oh. One last question uh, that's, that's coming from Sean Ellis: uh, Why does Jim like foreskin so much? Yeah, why do you? He's got a long foreskin, Jim. I have. I have for, for all yeah. our
0: listeners, it's the longest foreskin I've ever seen. I've seen
1: a lot of foreskins in the showers is, over is my it? career. Yeah. Is it?
2: Wow. Well, you know, it needs to be long like that because when it grows, sweet Mary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's just uh, round up the season, shall we? I mean, it's been a big, long. It's been a long season. A lot of games for us. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of pods. Um, what's been your highlights so far, guys? Pod related.
2: Oh, pod related. I, I love the... Well, pod related, but off the back of that, the live shows, the two back-to-back live shows we did in Edinburgh. Oh,
1: they were awesome. For me. Yeah, was, they, was
2: they, advanced, yeah. yeah they were. I thought they were class. Sorry. That one, the end of season one with Freddie Burns at uh, Soho. Oh, yeah. Uh, O'Neill's. That was a big one. But you can't. It's like you watch your favourite Christmas present. You, you have to pick one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picking the Edinburgh live shows. Of course you would because you're plastic Scotsman. we lost a man at the beginning of the show. <laughs> he died, didn't he? Matt had a shocker. It's so we clear. we'll tell the listeners what happened. So basically Andy Rowe was gonna pipe John Barkley in for the <laughs> You're for literally the... <laughs> piping him. <Yeah. laughs> he was <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> the thing sounded so bad. Uh, it did was great. It was great. It was well, about great. the night before, and people it didn't were singing work. along. People <laughs> yeah. were singing along. People were singing along. But anyway, the story goes is Andy Rowe needed someone to hold up the music notes. So we've said, "Who wants to hold up the music notes?" Five thousand people put their hands in the air. So I've chosen this bloke next to the stage, and he <laughs> looked and he looked like he was about ninety. And when you, when you've chosen him, what did you say? I said to him. Mate, you look like you're about to die. <laughs> if this is the last thing that you do, this could be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And then he stepped over the stage to step over and hold the, and he has stacked it on the floor. Face first. Face first. There's pint glasses smashed everywhere. People are screaming, I'm like, oh my God. You've killed a man. We've just killed a man. But f- thankfully, um, he stood, he did the notes and. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Andy Rowe piped in John Barclay, yeah. and then Scotland went on to put 100 points on England the next day.
1: So. Well, let's finish it up with uh, the good, the bad and the ugly where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week.
0: Um, loads of good. Uh, we'll start with Jim Scotland. They haven't won it, but they were good, Scotland. Thank you. Uh, recorded a 44-15 victory over Argentina, a record uh, for them. Uh, fantastic performance after the losing to the USA the week before. Um, then you look at England. Cipriani took his chance and provided the moment of inspiration uh, with his kick. Um, current, the Curry boys, in general, have been good over the last few weeks. They both have. Pretty special. Scott Barrett, his performance for New Zealand. That was pretty good. Um, he was phenomenal. Uh, along with Rico Yuani scoring three tries. Japan. They beat Georgia 28 0. That's pretty good. USA, it's now eight wins in a row for the Eagles after they comfortably beat the Canucks, the Canadians in Halifax. Uh, they beat Scotland the week before, as we've mentioned many times on here today. Uh, they look like a side full of confidence. Uh, so that's pretty good. But there's only one place for me to go for the good this week, and it's. Australia, but it's not the Australians, it's Ireland. Of course it is. Uh, their first test wins in Australia since 1979 and a serious victory in the Southern Hemisphere to add to their Six Nations Grand Slam title. They've won 14 of their last 15 tests and the team of the season by a long shot. So, this week and the final good of the season goes to Ireland.
2: My second team, Ireland. And Joe
0: Schmidt. Meow.
2: Uh, the Meow. bad.
0: Um, not that much bad this week, really. Um, Elton Yankees. He had a bit of a horror show against England, didn't he? Uh, in the fly-off jersey. He did. Dropping balls. Slippy, slippy ball. It was a slippy ball, but I just don't think he performed particularly well. So that was pretty bad for him. Um, well else was bad this weekend? Uh, just gone by. The Coventry in Australia. Uh, I think it was Phil Cairns. He did some... He mocked. He mocked the Irish, what? saying potatoes and stuff like that. Can you not do that? Well, Some people look at it as, as being racist against the Irish. That was pretty right. bad. Um, but the bad this week uh, it has got to go to Argentina. Just two wins from the last 17 tests and a shambles with 15 months to go into the World Cup, getting absolutely dominated by the Scots. Definitely. Uh, I think it was their record vi- defeat at home. Um, so the bad this week goes to Argentina. And then the ugly. Uh, there's only one real ugly thing this weekend the debatable l- levels of refereeing. Uh, oh. And especially the refereeing in the whole New Zealand versus France series, the decision by John Lacey to give the try. The week before, it was about the red card for Benjamin Fowle. A week before that, it was about the, uh, the high tackle um, and the broken jaw of uh, Remy Grosso and whether Tunga Fassi or Sam Kane should have been dealt with in a different way. Uh, it's so many inconsistencies. And so for me, the ugly this week goes to the refereeing in the New Zealand versus France series. And that
2: sums up Andy
1: Goo for the podcast this year. It's just bagging people, bagging mm. referees. I'm not. It's just a fair comment on what I've seen. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening uh, this season. Uh, will we be back again next season, guys? Maybe, we, maybe, yeah, definitely, of course. Well, we well, we're definitely coming back, aren't we? hundred yeah. percent locked in. Yeah, we'll be back mid-August. I'll Mid-August. be back. Well, we'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and have a great off-season.
2: Andy, are you crying? Rugby Pod, Rugby Pod, two thousand eighteen. Pod Pod Pod. <laughs>